This is the sound of regular water droplets. This is the sound of vitamin water droplets. Regular water, vitamin water. Regular water, vitamin water. Hey, come on now. Vitamin water. It has vitamins, but also parties. Copyright 2020, Glasso. This episode of the Life is Dope podcast is sponsored by the Rhino Supply Company, Denver's most reliable supply company for medical marijuana patients. Whether you need concentrates, strains, or edibles, get the best mall high quality at an affordable price. Charge down to Rhino Supply, located at 3100 Blake Street in the heart of the Rhino Art District. Rhino Supply is open seven days a week, too. Ask your bud tender about the dope deals. This week, members receive two grams of select concentrate for $25. This is the plug for medical marijuana. Text DOPE DEALS to 720-336-5888 or go to rhinosupply.com for more info. Yo, it's the Life is Dope Podcast. I'm your man, Graffiti. What's good? It's Davey. How you feeling, bro? I feel good. Um, I got a phone out. I got a dad joke. (laughs) What's up, man? A three-legged dog walks into a bar and says to the bartender, I'm looking for the man who shot my paw. You got another dad joke? (laughs) (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. I got one. I got one. I got one. Listeners, please give us feedback about how y'all feel about (laughs) Davey's jokes. It's too late. We didn't already have to ask this segment. We didn't already did like eight, eight of them. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, Want to hear a joke about paper? What's the joke? Never about mind. Paper? It's terrible. Oh shit. <laughs> Anyways, man, the weather outside is crazy. It's been real hot out here lately. It's been man, raining. Here's some crazy ass news. Man drove 17 hours to meet up with his new boo while his dead wife was in the trunk. What? That's always new shit. Yeah, according to uh, Shade Room. Wait, wait, wait. wait. So he like he offed her and put her in the trunk and then went and met with her new chick. I don't know if she was. He wasn't black at all. I can tell you that he was black. Oh damn! I know. Damn! Don't you hate when some crazy shit happen and you be like, please don't be black. Yeah. Or Muslim. Like, yeah, yeah, we ain't claiming that. One. Shit, what else is going on in the world, bro? Uh, OJ on the juice is loose. The juice is loose. Okay, I don't, I don't fuck with the juice, but hey, shout out to black men being free. We're gonna find a positive in that situation. They had some snazzy little. Uh, Prison denims. I was like, okay, let me give me one of them shirts. Maybe like some more I slim cut. I don't want no prison denim to keep that shit away from me. But I'll rock biggies if I need to do that. Shit, what else is going on? Nothing political crazy happened recently. Uh, Sean Spicer resigned. Mm, seen that coming though. So now Sarah Huckabee is the new. Oh. Sean Spicer. Yeah, quiet. Like everybody. <laughs> Fuck about no Sean Spicer. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> hey, I feel bad for Sean Spicer, man. This job was not easy. He had to come out there and every day and act like he ain't know he was about to lie to people. Like, hey, yeah, man. Listen, it was the largest inaugural crowd in history. Which is me out is they still talking about the damn inaugural crowd. Like, man's the president now. We can't do nothing about that shit. You still talking about how big your crowd was? Still, that's, that's some lame shit. Still talking about Hillary and emails and like, but fuck all that. Check this out, yo. We got a super special guest in the building today. Why fuck all that? <laughs> <laughs> fuck all that. Fuck man. what you talking about. Fuck all that, man. Fuck all that. I don't, I don't fuck with the politics no more, man. The world's fucked up. I'm, yeah, I'm trumped out. Yeah, we got it. We can't talk about Trump no more. That nigga. Unless he gets impeached, then 
fuck with Tucker. Trump. Unless, unless it's like nuclear fallout, I don't even care at this yeah, point. Yeah, so fuck with you talking about. Let's talk about this. Hey, who so got your guests in the building? Who's here? OG in the game. Hey, yeah. Independently killing the scene on the on the national level and different levels, not just rap. Rack it up. All kind of levels, man. But I'm gonna let him tell y'all. We got Young Doe in the building. Y'all make some noise for hey. Young Doe. What's happening, man? I mean, we chilling. How you feel? Y'all having me here, man? Yeah, no doubt. Hey, first off, we're gonna put out a disclaimer too, man. Shout out to Young Doe. He's been sitting here waiting for like three weeks. (laughs) (laughs) If y'all want to count it, he's been here three weeks chilling, drinking with us to get on this episode, man. Already got me. You feel me? Yeah, I'm already drinking. Might as well keep on. Might as well keep on, man. So you you feeling good? Yeah, I'm feeling pretty good, man. I've been enjoying. The atmosphere was a good place to, you know, hang out, kick it, you know, get straight a different vibe. You know, I was enjoying it. Straight up, man. Straight up. So, for the people that don't know who you are and what you do, let them know. Man, my name is Young Doe, um, a.k.a. Charles Truth. I, I wear many hats, you know what I mean? I'm a producer, an artist, author, businessman, you know, innovator, all that. You know, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Renaissance man. <laughs> So, or, you know. and where you from, Young Doe? Man, I'm from Denver, Colorado, uh, specifically Montbello. Yeah, man. So coming up, that's why I say super special guest is coming up. Y'all know I'm from Montbello. I ain't gotta keep saying it, but I'm gonna keep saying it. Hey. I'm from Montbello. Um, and it was kind of hard to not notice what Young Doe was doing out there. Young Doe, and specifically Elite Gang, um, the whole MNLD. And y'all been in the game strong for a long time, man. When did you get started? Well, for me, man, I, I mean, I've been uh, just writing raps and shit like that since I was like nine or ten years old. And um, you know, most of the people that that's a part of MNLD, like we've been friends since that long. You know, since like Ike been my my nigga since we was seven, eight years old. You know, what I mean, our moms went to church together, all the shit. You know, we used to sneak out the back of the church and go steal from Safeway and all that type <laughs> of shit. You know what I mean? Now faith, you did. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? That's just what it is, you know. So uh, I, I just been, like, my my first time in the studio, I was like 12 years old. You know what I mean? Um, uh, I just been writing. You know, I started off writing and, and, you know, being on the karaoke's and all the shit. You know what yeah. I mean? So... That's kind of like how long I've been in it. I'm, I'm 37 now. Yeah. So you've been in this shit for a minute. When was the point where you figured out, yo, this rap shit might really be for me? I mean, I just come from an era where, um, you know, break dancing, beatboxing, and all that shit. I was influenced by that. So it was kind of like everything kind of transitioned. You know, one thing led to another. And um, I just, I don't know, something about me, you know, as a youngster, I was just, uh, I felt like I was a superhero. I used to crawl up the walls, you know what I mean? I used to <laughs> crawl up the walls, and it was just certain things I felt like I had some type of superpower. Right. You feel me? But as I got over older, it made sense. I was like, you know, it was just something in me that felt like it was more to me than just being average. Mm. And so... um I kind of got into everything, like with the music scene. Just uh, my mom bought me a turntable when I was probably like five years old, mm. and um, 
I never knew what to do with it or nothing. I just I just knew I wanted to get into music. I used to, you know, they used to play music loud, old school music loud, you know, when I was younger and shit. And uh, something, it was just something about music. I just felt the connection. And I just always pursued, you know, I was always connecting musically. It was just something musically. I never knew what it was. I didn't, you know, I, I don't have any, I never learned how to play the keyboard or none of that shit. You know, everything I do is by ear. Right, right. So, yeah. So, in terms of the uh, this new climate where everything is pretty much do it yourself, um, just just following your your career, you've always been someone that's that's really taken their rap career in their own hands. So, in everything from music videos to putting out music to merchandise, you you've really done all of this on your own. How do you feel about this new this new wave of do it yourself artists? Well, basically, um. I feel like it's a good thing, you know, it's like, it's good that the platform is open to people to be able to do it themselves, and, you know, the problem that I see with it is that, you know, a lot of people say that, you know, the reason they couldn't reach their goals or the reason, you know, things ain't as successful for them is because they didn't have the opportunity or the tools, and and now that the tools are available, a lot of people not using them properly it's like you could give people the game and they don't want to do the work they still expecting some type of record company to come you feel me Uh, like like some money to fall off some trees or something you know what i mean when it's like when the 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 savior you waiting for is you you know what i'm saying you you are the motherfucker you waiting on to save your career or whatever you do you know what i'm saying so that's just how i see it for you personally do you think it's easier now or was it easier back then it's easier now because a lot of shit that i feel like uh i needed access to is available to me so so now it's just a matter of organizing and 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 just really putting things in perspective Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and and i think kind of the double-edged sword of having access and people being able to do it now on their own it seems like the the game is kind of oversaturated now with you know everyone's a rapper everyone's a producer everyone has their own apparel and and merchandise so how have you been able to separate yourself from those people that are kind of just picking it up as a hobby well um one of the things was you know, you just got to observe. I've always been, like, a very observing person. So, right. you know what I'm saying? It was just all about what my lane is. What's my lane? Who are my fans? Who are the people who, you know what I mean, like what I'm doing and, and, and respect what I'm doing and support me? You know, it was really all about my support system. So, um, you know, it's, it, like you said, it's, it's oversaturated. It's a lot of people, everybody doing everything. So um, you, you just have to be real observant and 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 kind of attack your your followers and and the people who support you and you know what I'm saying and it's not just people in your city you know what I mean so you know it's it's, a, it's small groups of people everywhere right who are potentially your fans you know what I mean but you have to be you know willing to sacrifice and, and get out there and, and reach them yeah definitely so with that getting out there and reaching them how you feel like the hustle has changed in the game? I mean, of course, we got, like, the internet and all that. But you come from an era of really putting in that footwork where people didn't see you, they didn't know who you were. Do you feel like that's still necessary, or is everything just 
online, click and point and go. I mean, the hustle is always necessary. It's just the thing is that uh, people who, um, like once the Internet um, gave people a platform to just push a button, you know, uh, a lot of people kind of got, they, they kind of got comfortable with the fact that it's set up like that. And, and, and you know, that kind of makes people not really get out there and, and do the foot grind, not do the footwork because they feel like everybody's on the Internet, but everybody don't see everything that you're doing. You know, you got to go shake hands. People don't know who you is. Mm-hmm. You got to, you know, kind of reach out to people. You got to – people like to know who you are, what what type of character you have, right. what type of person you are. That's what it's really about, you know what I mean, because everybody ain't going to fuck with you, you know what I mean. So – and you, you sometimes you could just see that just by dealing with people. Like you know, when, once you get out there, you know you could kind of like it's just kind of like being a, a animal in the jungle. You know, you you kind of know your meal. Well, what you know, you kind of could like like being in a, a tiger in the bushes waiting for a gazelle to pass by. You dig what I'm saying? So you you gotta just watch it and 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 just attack. You know what I mean? What you you know attack your meal. And that's just kind of like how I see it. Like you know, it's just a big old jungle we in. You know what I mean? It's uh, it's up to you how you look at it and what your perspective or what's going on is. You know what I mean? Because you could get lost and overwhelmed in everything that's going on. It's just, you know, you just got to narrow it down. Attack your meal and stuff. Now, is there is there any need for a label or to be signed to a label now in 2017? Um, I, I don't feel like it is. I, I don't feel like it's a need to be signed to a label. Like if you, you could get into a partnership with a label or something like that. You know, I mean, uh, their followers. I mean, the thing is, some of this shit is just you know psychological. So you know, when you think of these labels, people uh, they look up to this shit. They like, oh, Def Jam, oh, um. Atlantic, whoever you know, you you name it, it just it, it puts you on a bigger platform because people are looking up to these. These are the people who put people on, you know, whatever that means. Right. You know, so if you get into a partnership or something with with a bigger label or something like that, you know, it probably could give you access to more people who are can potentially be your fans. You know, they have the knowledge of marketing and and things like that that you might not have. So you know, it could. Work out for you, you know, it could work in your favor on that level. You know, you've been independent for a minute. First off, how many albums, mixtapes, projects in general do you have out right now? I can't give you an exact number, but it's it's 20 plus. Wow, you know what I mean, right? You know I mean, so all independent, all independent, and you know, everything, everything I've done has been independent. I had to invest my own dollar, I had to find my own graphic designer i didn't have no help you know right. doing none of that right <laughs> shout out to graphic designer hey <laughs> shout out to graffiti he's done a lot of my graphics sure that, yeah, that guy's cool but no nah, so so <laughs> putting out all that work man do you just as a human just do you ever feel like damn i put in a lot of work that goes unnoticed because you know a lot of artists and just creatives in general and myself too We kind of get caught up In them zones Where it's like Damn I'm putting this work in But I'm not getting The recognition I deserve So when names is mentioned And people not mentioning Young Doe Like You feel some type of way Or you just brush that off I mean naturally um, Like you said As a human You 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 think that You know You like You know A lot of shit goes unnoticed And um, 
But that's just a perspective and an opinion or whatever you want to call it because, you know, on the flip side of that, um, outside of social media, you know what I'm saying, you always run into random people who who tell you, you know, how, how your music inspired them or how they've been listening to you since they was 12 years old and, and shit like that, things that you never knew. So you always got to keep that shit in mind when you... Um, when you thinking like that, you know what I mean? You can't get caught up in just thinking like, oh, motherfuckers ain't fucking with me and motherfuckers ain't showing me, you know, the paying the homage that they should be paying because, you know, that, that'll that become your thought process when that's not really the reality of it because everybody ain't on the internet speaking on what's going on. You know, some people who don't even fuck with the internet. You know, it's a lot of a lot of niggas who fuck with my music. They don't give a fuck about no internet. Nigga, right. nigga pull up on me and give me a CD. Nigga, I'm gonna play that shit till it, you know what I mean? Yeah, right. So, like, I hear this and I know this and I take this shit into consideration. You know what I mean? And, and so, that that's part of what helps me know what I gotta do. Right. You know I mean, I gotta get out there. Can't nobody stop me. Like, it's, it's in my blood now. Like, I, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that's just what it is. And, and you could get caught up in the social media or, you know, or whatever, you know, gatherings with your friends or whatever, talking about who ain't supporting you and who is or, or what should be and what shouldn't be, you know what I mean? But, you know, that's just going to kind of fuck up your journey and your direction and how your fans perceive you. And, you know, they don't want, want they don't really want to fuck with no crying ass motherfucker, you know, that's, that's crying real, about man. this Stop shit. Crying all the damn time, you feel me? They looking at you as they want you to be great. Yeah. They supporting you. You feel what I'm saying? So that's not greatness. You know what I mean? Yeah. In, in my perspective, I might be wrong to some people, but nah, you accurate. <laughs> that's how I see it. You know what I mean? So, so as a veteran artist, how do you feel about the younger artists? Because we we see in hip hop, or we see what's happening in hip hop right now. Like there seems to be a really a division between you know a lot of the more established artists and some of the newer new niggas. Yeah, even mumble <laughs> rappers, if you will. Yeah. So how do you feel about the the newer artists? Um, I mean, I feel like you know everybody creates their own line, lane. You know what I mean? Because um, you can't knock the new newer generation because I was the newer generation at one point. You know what I mean? I might not have had access to all the tools that I needed. You know what I mean? But you know, it's kind of like when you growing up. And your parents don't understand what you and your friends is doing. They don't understand y'all language or how y'all get down. And, you know what I'm saying? Just like you didn't really understand how they get down. You know what I mean? But, you know, they used to do some of the same shit you did, but they did it in a different way. And they talked to each other in different ways. So it's kind of like, I don't knock the, the newer generation. You know what I'm saying? Because they people is they people. The people who support them, obviously, they feel like they're great. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I don't knock, knock them. I don't got to fuck with everybody. But I don't fuck with everybody from the old school. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm right. saying? So right. it don't, you know. It, it, I just feel like, um, you know, people just got to understand, like, nothing's really going to be handed to you unless, you know, a motherfucker's looking for something out of it. You know what I'm saying? If I invest some money into you, I at least want to return. Like, can I make my money back and something? You know, if you're looking for somebody to do something for you, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Or you just going to have to grind it out yourself. You have to put your own money into it. You know what I mean? Or, or you know somebody who believe in you and, and fuck with you on whatever level y'all fuck fuck around on. Yes, yeah, straight up grinding out yourself, man. That's definitely something you do. And as a man of many hats, do you feel like growing up in that street atmosphere kind of helped sharpen your overall business hustle? <coughs> I mean, yeah, it did. You know, what I mean, it really did because you know I had to do 
certain things that, you know, from experience, it helped me learn how to deal with people, um, knowing what to expect in business, you know what I'm saying? And um, it kind of motivated me, you know what I mean? Because you had to work for everything, you know what I'm saying? You had to go out and get it. I don't care if you was on a bike, if you had to hop a fence, you had to catch the 15 to the mall to meet somebody. You can send a text text message or an inbox, uh, you know right. what I'm saying? So, you know, it's just like my life has always been a grind. And so that's that's part of me, you know what I mean? That's all I know. And, and can't nothing change that, you know what I mean? So. And, um, you know, a question that we had for Midas one time, and I think you kind of fall in that same category. Like, artists really don't beef with you. How do you? How are you able to steer clear of all that? You know that that negative controversy and negative energy. Cause I mean, I'll pull up on these niggas. <laughs> no. I mean, the thing is that you know it's all about what you choose to entertain. You know what I mean? So uh, if you known to be a complaining ass nigga, then motherfuckers, you know, motherfuckers gonna identify you as being a complaining ass nigga. Like I don't entertain certain shit. So motherfuckers know I ain't gonna entertain it. So obviously they ain't gonna get they the satisfaction that they was reaching for right. out of that shit. Cause it's certain things I don't care for. You know what I'm saying? It don't mean nothing to me. Right. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm a more up close and personal person. So like you know, if we got a problem, let's you know, you know, uh, you know, we gonna holler about it. That's just like you know, that's just how I get down. So you know what I'm saying? I, I'd rather deal with a person in person. You know what I mean? Holler at me about it. What this got to do with anybody else? Right. You know Put that I mean? out there and they know. Just keep that bullshit on. <laughs> Straight up. How'd you get your name? Um. Well, you know, it's a long story. I was, when I was younger, I, I believe, like, we had a little rap group. I was probably, like, 12. Uh, me and um, two other partners. We used to um, perform at black arts festivals and shit like that. And it was like, you know, we was kind of fascinated by the weed culture and shit like that as as youngsters and I had a partner by the name of Lil Dank mm-hmm. and I was young Doja. Well I was Lil Doja. He was Lil Dank, I was Lil Doja. And um and that's how it started. And then you know, Doja to me it was like I was always an intellectual motherfucker. So Doja, I spelled the D O Z J A and 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 to me the meaning was high on life. You mm-hmm. feel me? You know what I mean? So, right. but, you know, we kind of, like, use the weed shit as far as the names and shit. And then uh, just, like, as time progressed and shit, it's it just kind of like, you know, you know how you kind of shorten your name and shit? It's just yeah. dope. It's just you know, shit dope. too long. Yeah. You know, I don't know how the fuck it turned from little to young. <laughs> end up being Same young, shit. Young dope, you know. There's been so many times where I kind of wanted to even change the shit. As I got older, like, nigga, you ain't young no more. But you know, I'll see. Like I was about to get to that. Is. I was about to get to that. I see the Charles Truth uh, moniker starting to pick up a little bit more. People starting to identify you as that a little bit more. Is yeah. that because young though ain't young, young no more? <laughs> I, mean, how did that I mean, Charles Truth kind of came as a pseudonym. Like, you know what I'm saying? With me educating myself and... Um, on what the fuck pseudonym even fucking meant. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Like, okay, that's my other name. That's my pen name. That's what the fuck it meant. Right. But uh, what happened was that how Charles Truth came about was, 
you know, my, my real name is Charles. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so uh, I was reading up. I was incarcerated, you know what I mean? And, and I, I started reading up on a lot of shit. You know, I was going through little transitions in life and shit. And I read up on Sojourner Truth. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like as a person, just, just a human being, you, you kind of, you, you know yourself and your potential. And that's part of what creates a lot of issues is that you know your potential and you feel like everybody else is supposed to, too. But, you know what I'm saying? I say that to say... Um, I read up on Sojourner Truth and, and the things she was about and how she traveled and she fought for, uh, you know, civilization and, and, you know, just human rights and black people and shit like that. Right. And in that same manner, I felt like, you know, I was a person. I knew my potential, nigga. I'm going to be traveling. I'm going to be, you know, fighting for the, the rights of these independent artists. And, you know what right. I'm saying, we was already held back. You know, Denver's not really a... A hub for music is, you know, what I mean, I feel like we always been talented, but there's really no light shined on this shit, and and, and so that's kind of really how Charles Truth came about, like as a pen name, and and um and then kind of like a story came with that shit. So it was kind of like I ended up. It caused me to like once I read a, about her, I, it caused me, it, it triggered me to reflect on my own life. Right. You know what I'm saying? Which caused me to start writing a book um good segue welcome to the maze you dig so i started writing a book that was uh loosely based on my life and you know just so i could reflect because i just you know i went through uh i had an epiphany and i just went through some shit to where i just wanted to reflect on my life and see where it takes me from there you know what i'm saying just just for just for growth you know what I'm saying? Just within myself because I'm always a person, always been a person that, you know, I'm all about growth. I want to grow. I want to, how could I grow? But I, I don't want to do it in the ways that people feel like I should. Mm-hmm. I want to do it in ways I'm comfortable. You know what I mean? Regardless of what people think because, you know, I only got one life to live. I, don't, I can't let nobody dictate this shit. You know what I'm saying? Can't so let nobody dictate it. Man, so welcome to the maze. Let's talk a little bit more about it. Did you write it while incarcerated or after you got up? No, I wrote it while I was incarcerated. Okay. Well, it take a lot of time to write a book. And, uh, yeah, I wrote it while I was incarcerated. It, it was, uh, you know, it was very strategic because, you know, when you locked up, you get to the point to where it's this thing called short timers. You know what I'm saying? You're about to get out and you just like, your mind is everywhere. You just, you know, you ain't really, it's kind of like you're on Ritalin or something. Or, or you need Ritalin. You know what I'm saying? Or whatever. So you kind of all over the place. You can't really focus on certain things so I just like I, I I put myself on a time frame to where I had to you know get to a certain point I had to complete it I had to complete it uh, by a certain month or time frame that I, I wanted to get it done so I, I wrote that while I was in there and I kind of knew already had it planned like when I get out I'm gonna put this shit out you know what I'm saying and you know that's kind of how that came about so why the title Welcome to the Maze Welcome to the Maze um Basically, uh, the maze is basically Mont Bello, you know, where I'm from. And, and, and how that came about was basically a lot of people, when I was growing up, a lot of people that wasn't from Mont Bello always, like, they could, yeah, exactly. Yeah. They couldn't find, like, damn, what the fuck you got this shit like a maze? I'm, you know, going around all hella, hella corner. So I was like, the people who I knew, you know, kind of created that title. Um, the people who I knew was outside of Mont Bello, 
coming to visit us. Or slide through Mount Bello. It's like a maze. So it's like, welcome to the maze. You know what I mean? Damn. So why y'all got so many blacks and why so many yeah. ditches around this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You familiar with it? <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Do you see any more books coming in the future? Um, yeah, actually, I do. Uh, I I got a book that I'm um, looking for it to drop. It's called the Carlo Crimson Story. So uh, basically, um, welcome to the maze. It was a learning experience. I feel like um, people who, like a lot of people who wrote urban books, like Terry Woods and um, a lot of Triple Crown, um, you know, publishing um, authors inspired me and I learned from them from reading their books that's how I learned is yeah. I read their books and I you know I kind of studied like how many chapters how many pages is in a chapter how do they what's their writing format like you know what I mean right. and, and and then also I kind of studied literary terms on my own like I had nobody to guide me through this shit or teach me not one motherfucking thing about this shit and so uh, I just on my own I start studying literary terms and you know what certain shit meant and it helped me write and, and but that was all along the process of writing that book because i kind of just wrote that shit from my heart yeah. and then <clears throat> along the way i was learning things and uh, i learned so much to where i started uh, once i got done with that i had like this format down the certain format down so i started getting into writing uh the carlo crimson story you know what i'm saying i kind of wanted a more you know something uh, more more substance like really like a story that that I some shit I made up and really envisioned you right, know what I'm saying right. and got, got deep with it so um, do you yeah. think it just came from the passion for education for you personally because you know that could have easily just been an album but you decided to make a book and we know like it's not the most popular thing for young black men to be reading books it's a strong statement to write a book instead of an album so do you feel like it's just something mentally like you know what this is more of a book than the music you're saying as far as welcome to the maze or, or just in general like you know like you could think of something like you said um you said carlo crimson yeah the carlo crimson yeah story. so like instead of a book that could easily be lyrics to an album yeah book. it could have but i'm saying like what's the the motivating factor be like you know what i'm gonna make this a book is it gonna translate better or just how's your mental process with that well it was really I felt like it was just something, it was something I wanted to do. It was something I was passionate. You know, it wasn't really about music, you know, because, like, uh, I'm I'm really beyond music. You mm. feel what I'm saying? Like, it's more to me. So, I, I, just like a lot of us, like, I always wanted to write a book. Right. So, it was about this, this fire that was inside of me that I wanted to light some shit on fire in a different way and so you know it's like i feel like it's this potential and 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 i wanted to tell some some stories you know what i said right and so uh it, it wasn't really about music or whether but but i do probably want to put a soundtrack to the next one i wanted to put one to that one but it wasn't yeah. enough time <laughs> to make it happen <laughs> what do you think that people often misunderstand about young doe um, I think a lot of people misunderstand who I am, how I really think, and um, you know what I'm about, or who the fuck I think I am, or you know shit like that. Yeah. All that shit, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Because you know people will tell other people, "Oh, that nigga think he this, or that nigga think he that," or you know I, I've heard that you know I'm mean and and shit like that. But then when people get to know me, they're like, "Damn, nigga, you ain't 
you ain't what I heard. I thought you different than I thought you was. You know what right. I'm saying? I'm just like more of a guarded person. And, you know, I might have a wall up. You know, if I don't know you personally, I don't know who the fuck you might be. You know, I come from, I really come from the street. So it's like, I don't know who the fuck sent you. Why are you here? I'm used to these, this many people being around <laughs> right. me. You know what I'm saying? Shit like from? that. Like, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Who sent you? Why you so nice? What, what you want? <laughs> right, right. So it's just kind of like shit like that. And, um, so sometimes I get misunderstood just like anybody else, but that's just part of being human. You know, that's what we got to do. And that's what keeps us working towards helping people understand us. If you into this shit and you're doing anything creative that you have to have support and fans, you have to help people understand you somehow, some way. So, you know, music's an outlet. Some people who familiarize with my music, they listen to it and, you know, they connect with it in the way they connect and, and you know what I'm saying some people right. I don't know they, they have this certain joy in this certain feel that I identify with I might not even know a motherfucker but the way they come at me about right. my music it's like I can identify as familiar right. you know what I'm saying it's like I can relate to you just the way you relate to my music or whatever you know what I'm saying so what do you think is the, the hardest part about being young though um I mean the hardest part it's a few hardest parts, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, you know what I'm saying? Obviously, aging and having a name like Young Doe. <laughs> right, that's, and, that's a struggle in itself. And being kind of like, it's it's always been like a timing thing. Like, just with the music, like, like we've all, you know, had to, had an experience where it's like, you feel like you're, you're talented, but the timing wasn't right. It's like, damn, we missed the bus. Damn, you know, like, like. When, when like the, the music that I do, like you know, I, I do street shit, you know what I'm saying, and, and you know mob music, and you know there was a time when this shit was real popular, but we couldn't really break in the way we wanted to, right. you know what I'm saying, and so uh, I mean that was tough, you know that was tough, it was tough to swallow, but you know I learned so so much just from experience you know from experience and transitioning into other things and different ways you could you know get yourself out there and there's still fans everywhere that that's still gonna fuck with you you know what i'm saying so right just, just kind of being open-minded and, and just not letting just just not letting people shut you down and make you think that there's no hope you know for you still like like your era is done and you feel me? Nigga, Scarface just dropped a dope-ass track. <laughs> right, right. Two days ago, nigga. That's, that's very insightful that everybody can relate to. And he's he speaking to the youngsters. You know what I'm saying? And, you know what I mean? So don't never let this shit die. You know what I mean? For real. So talking about moving into other lanes and, and just helping as far as musically you do, um, dabble in the distribution area. So with Indie on, you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I mean, I talk about it a little bit. Uh, kind of like, uh, well, you know, what kind of inspired me to even get into that shit is that um, just coming up as an independent artist, and basically what I had just said, like, damn, missing the bus and the timing on, you know, being able to get on or you know what you want to call it, because you feel like you just as, t- as talented as the people that you see that's on and shit like that. So in you know in Dion, you know you know independent artists, you know need to get on as well. So um, you know providing a platform because a lot of this shit, 
you know, just from my observation and, and moving around to different cities and, and shit like that, there, you know, Denver doesn't have, you know, that distribution company over the hill where, you know, right. these niggas used to, you know, a lot of California niggas used to just, you know, they walk over the hill, nigga, and it's a distribution company. You walk in there and holler at the guy and put your shit on and shit like that. You know, we didn't have that, you know, and then like, you, like y'all talked about earlier about the, you know, music changing and having more opportunity, you know, having social network and streaming and all of that shit. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, I just kind of like got grandfathered into some shit just just from my work ethic and just, just right. being who I am as a person and, you know, never giving up and just building my relationships with certain people. And, you know, I just ended up having access to um, a platform. Right. You know what I'm saying? To where I could, you know, I could log in and I could, you know, I could see, um, you know, where my shit's being downloaded at. I could see down to the zip code and, you know, the analytics and, and the streaming and shit, which is becoming more available to everybody. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? To where it's artists out here now who could do that shit. You know, you could get, you, you could log in and see your shit. And, but a lot of them still ain't going to put in the work to. Right, right. Even, you know, go do it. Yeah. That's the problem, you know, the that we have like, now. Yeah. yeah, it's like like you said, you could give a motherfucker a book and they ain't going to read it. You right. Dig? And it might have everything they need to know right there. And they just ain't going to do it. So, um, Indion, basically, you know, we want to uh, kind of uh, refer people to certain resources, you know, like let people know, you know, how how to network, where you could go network at all these South by Southwest's and BET Awards and, a, you know, AC3's and shit like that. You know, this it's people like who, the, the people who move around in this industry, you know, the core DJ shit and all that shit, they, this is where they be. Like, these are the motherfuckers, you know, just like in Denver, you know, it's certain niggas who hang out at a certain spot. You know where them right. niggas is going to be at. If you want to do something to them or catch up with them or whatever you're going to do, you know what I'm saying? And, and yeah, that's the do, do something to them, <laughs> not with them, nigga. <laughs> do something to them or whatever. You dig what I'm saying? So, um, the same way that operates on a local level, there's a national level where things operate just like that. You know what I'm saying? Like that's with true. the music scene, you could, you know, you, you just gotta tune in. Right. You feel me? You can't tune in. Locally, tune in nationally, nigga. You like, where's niggas at? Where do niggas be? It's certain events that happen annually, right. and this happens every year. So if you you're not picking up on that yet, and maybe this shit ain't for you. So it's like, you know. Um, but I say that to say, you know, it's like that's all you got to do. Go network. Go meet people. Go, um, you know, tune in and, and shake some hands and get your music out there and. You know what I'm saying? And a vibe, learn something new. You know, you, you you get some new markets. You might meet somebody that that's in a market that might be a market for your music. And, you know, you start tapping in, flying out there, you know, fooling with such and such. And, right. you know, whoever they might be. And so, like, that's really the game. Like, that's really what it's about. It's not about trying to take over the world or, or take over your city. You know what I mean? It ain't really about that to me. Um, you know, it's about tapping in where you're supposed to be. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's, you know, it, you know, it's kind of like, it's just a gamble. You know, the, 
the music game is a gamble. It's like rolling the dice. You know, you never know what you're going to get. You know, you know, you might expect some. You expect to hit a seven on your first roll, but you might get a five. So then you got to hope to hit a five again. Right. You dig? So that's just how this shit is. And now, is there anything that you would go back and change within your career? Or do you feel like everything that you've gone through has really made you who you are today? I mean, I got to go with that because, you know, I'm more of like a realistic reality person. So, like, whatever whatever I went through and that led to me being who I am and whatever impact I do have. Because sometimes I don't even realize the impact I might have on people or how much certain people might pay attention to what I'm doing or how they perceive it. You know what I mean? So I, I'm I'm comfortable with, you know, whatever experiences I've had that led me to be who I am. Like, you know, I could say I could have changed this or changed that, but I'd rather deal with the reality aspect of it because I'm happy that, you know, I, I sacrifice, I strive, I, you know, I'm always looking to grow, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, and learn something new or, you know, you know, I'm happy that, technology is what it is you know what i'm saying because it let the world know that um you know these opportunities ain't just available for the people who was holding them hostage from everybody else who was talented enough to have access to it too real so now that you can have access to this shit who gonna work who gonna put the work in to you feel what i'm saying if it wasn't for technology we wouldn't be sitting here together right now Sure. You dig? And I always see you working. How do you how do you like unwind? Like what do you do just for fun? Nothing. <laughs> <All right. laughs> right. I don't have fun. <laughs> hey man, I wish I could say uh I don't know, I just try to um I don't know, I just try to uh, balance it all out, man. Um I try to have fun with work because I f- like I really I strongly believe in it's not enough time in the motherfucking day to even do what I need to get done. And I'm already behind and I already got three strikes against me. You know what I'm saying? Or whatever you want to call it. Right, you know what right. I'm saying? We ain't where we supposed to be already. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, like, I, I have things that I enjoy, but I can't say that I said I'm more random. You know, I'm like a random motherfucker. Like, yeah, but, you know, I, I find peace in water and beaches and shit like that, but um, you know, just working. Uh, yeah, I mean, life—that's what life is, man. Like, life is work. You know what I'm saying? I, you know, I, I find things like you know, like I love my kids. You know, they bring me joy. It's certain things that just you know give you a feeling that you can't feel nowhere else, and you know that that means the world to me. And yeah. and I, you know, I just gotta enjoy that. Other than that. I'm going to be behind if I don't continue to, you know, your mind is always going. Your mind don't stop working. So you're never going to be able to work as hard as your mind and your heart. So you might as well do as much as you can. You feel me? While they doing all that for you. (laughs) Man, you 100%. (laughs) So with all that being said, what's next for Young Dog? Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm just constantly trying to find ways to transition into you know, I can't rap forever, you know what I'm saying? And it's like like you said, Indy on. We trying to build Indy on and take it to a whole nother level where, um, you know, just you know, so different artists can have access to, you know, distributing their music and right. music videos and and 
kind of understanding the streaming and, and how that shit works. And um, I'm just more into that shit. You know, it's a lot of things that I caught on too late in the game, you know, to where, you know, just even with like publishing shit and, you know, having ASCAP and shit like that and, and really uh, registering your music and, and reporting when you perform and shit like that. You know, they have... They had a platform, you know, for that shit where you get paid and shit, you know, reporting where you was at and all that shit. Because these venues and shit, you know, are, are, are supposed to have licenses to play your music. Right, right. And, and so, like, that's part of the reason why I feel like I can never stop working because it's like, you have to be on shit like this. Ain't nobody going to do it. Ain't nobody else going to do it. So if you know this shit, you know, you got to go hold these venues accountable or ass and, you know... Y'all licensed to ask you to play. I don't give a fuck. If if the DJ just plays your shit, you know you could get paid. I don't give a fuck if it's point eight percent or point eight cent right. or whatever the fuck it is. Give me all mine. Let's collect it all. Let's make it make sense because it never made the shit never made sense to me before. So let me make it make sense. You know what I'm saying? So um, you know all that's next for me because I want to learn all that. So when a motherfucker have a conversation with me, I could tell them. What I know. Right. You know Put them on gang. You know. So okay. aside um, from entertainment and all that, I got a question I want to ask you real quick. You came up in a different area. I mean, uh, era, obviously. And nowadays, it seems like just in the community and in the city and just worldwide, there's a lot of young cats out just doing dumb shit. And, and granted, we all, when we young, we do dumb shit. But I feel like personally, there's like a lack of leadership. You know what I mean? Like before, yeah. I, I know growing up, it was like, all right. I'm going to do this this way because I got, like, the older homies kind of guiding me, and I'm seeing how they doing it. And it was more like an OG-type situation. Nowadays, people just running rampant out here. Yeah. How you feel about well, that? Well, I mean, when I put that shit in perspective, I see that, like you say, it's like rappers popping up everywhere. It's like all kind of shit happening like that. And uh, just like with people in the community, it's so overwhelming. It's like... There, it's damn near impossible to get everybody to like each other or everybody to have this unity and all that shit. It, it, it's damn near unrealistic to right. me. That's just my own perspective. So I feel like I'm, me, my role, and how, how, you know, the role I play in this shit is I'm more of a personal person. You feel me? I'm more like I really have a personal con- conversation with people who I can connect with and, and, and get the game to. I can't chase down motherfuckers who it might go through one ear and out the other. Even right. if it does on a personal level, I can only do what I could do. You know, a lot of this shit starts with the person you are and, and, and it starts with your household. You know what I'm saying? And, and so, you know, I, I can't I can't save the world. You know what I'm saying? But I'm always open to, you know, the, the people who are around me or who I can have a personal conversation, even if I don't know you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It might be some type of vibe that bring us together to have some type of convers- you know, chemistry to conversate and communicate on that level. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So, you know, that's just how I see that. Real shit, man. So, yo, one piece of advice, knowledge, love, whatever that you leave with the world, what would that be? Man, sacrifice, don't give up, believe in yourself, and fuck what everybody else thinks. You know what I'm saying? And keep pushing. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, everybody going to have an opinion. But at the end of the day, uh, you know, you still got to you gotta grit this shit out. And you, you know, at the end of the day, ain't nobody 
gonna go find your bitch for you. You went and found your bitch, go find your way. You know what I'm saying? If you got some questions, I'm here to answer them. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> yeah, <that's> <laughs> ain't nobody gonna find but, your but, bitch. That's like no analogy. <laughs> right. But, but ask me. You gotta ask. You can't assume that a nigga was supposed to tell you this or tell you that or why this nigga ain't doing this or that. You gotta ask. You know, you gotta be proactive. You know what I'm saying? You gotta sometimes, if you wanna know something, you gotta initiate. You can't assume that some, all these niggas ain't helping me or these niggas ain't. You can't come with that approach, you know what I'm saying? You have to initiate something and give a nigga the opportunity to not help you before you, you know what I mean? Right. That's true. That's what it is. And, and stop crying on the internet, man. <laughs> stop crying shit, on the, the internet. The internet ain't gonna help you, and the people on the internet don't give a fuck. That's real, because I don't give a fuck what y'all about to say in my comments. <laughs> After none of these episodes, so stop doing that shit. Comment on Davey shit sometime. No, Go ahead, deactivated, so don't even. Yeah, <laughs> well, y'all can comment on mine if y'all want to. Comment on producer Julius's shit. From now on, whenever y'all want to say some shit, just direct it to Julius, man. Yeah, the work. Yeah, the bad, the bad. Just put it on Julius. <laughs> Stop crying. <laughs> work. But speaking of the internet, go ahead, Dave. Hey, as far as uh, social media, how can uh, fans connect with you? Hey, uh, my social media, uh, Twitter, my Instagram, um, young underscore doe. My Snapchat is young. Dot dough, or period, or whatever the fuck that is. <laughs> um, that's the best ways to, you know, communicate with me. I mean, my my Facebook is Charles McClure. I don't really do too much on Facebook no more. I mean, it's just like a fucking. It's, it's <laughs> so complex. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You can't, like you said, you can't say the world. I don't really communicate on there too much, but you know what I'm saying I say something inspirational. And, I tap in sometimes, but where can we find your music? Uh, you can find my music everywhere online, from iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube. <coughs> you know what I'm saying? Listen to that shit free. Uh, I still get paid for streaming. I appreciate the love. Hey, everybody who fuck with it. You know what I mean? Hell yeah. We appreciate you for coming through, man. That was Young Dope. This is the Life Dope podcast. That Sorak is kicking in. So I'm slurring. Hey, like, <laughs> like a motherfucker. But I'm graffiti. And I'm Davy. Skirt. Hey. This is a Sprite, and it tastes exactly like it sounds. That first hit of cool, crisp refreshment on your tongue, followed by that familiar chorus we all know by heart. Sprite, thirst for yours. This is the sound of regular water droplets. This is the sound of vitamin water droplets. Regular water, vitamin water. Regular water, vitamin water. Hey, come on now. Vitamin water. It has vitamins, but also parties. Copyright 2020, Glasso.